0: Hello, you guys. Welcome to episode 14 of Lif It Listens. And also, happy Valentine's Day on the day that this goes live. And I just want to say it's the 14th episode. On the 14th of February. Can I just can we just talk about alignment just really quickly like that is alignment at its finest the 14th episode on February 14th. I freaking love it and it's on Valentine's Day like what a freaking time to be alive. I'm hyped that made me like so stoked when I realized that for some reason. So happy freaking Valentine's Day. It's not it for me right now when I'm recording this. But the day this is going live, like I said, it is freaking happy Shmalentine's Day, happy Galentine's Day, whatever the case may be. And although Valentine's Day is generically centered around like relationships, romantic love, it's just a day of love, right? As we know, and I feel like sometimes that kind of gets a little bit overshadowed. It is a day of love and it's just a beautiful freaking day. And I love that about whether if it's love for yourself, love for others, platonically or romantically. And it's just a good freaking beautiful day all around. And I'm really happy that we have a day dedicated to love. If you're like me and super freaking single, today's a day for (laughs) self-love. And love for your family and love for your friends. But I figured what a freaking like, like what better time would there be for me to do an episode like all centered around self love? I've been meaning to do this and it is the perfect time. And I honestly thought like how my previous episode was a re- an episode all about like pretty much romantic relationships. For a second, I was like, oh, wait, I totally should have done that this week because it's Valentine's Day. But then I was like, no, wait a freaking minute. We're throwing a curveball and we're going to upload a self love episode. On Valentine's Day. So here we are. I just like this spin on Valentine's Day. Like, talk about freaking personal empowerment. So, my gratitude for today is peaceful sunday mornings i'm filming this on a sunday morning also i feel like it's fitting also oh wait and i'm wearing pink this is me trying to be festive but also you guys like better fully know that like i'm wearing sweatpants on the bottom usually whenever i'm filming a podcast i'll put on some sort of shirt but like of course i'm wearing comfy pants on the bottom sometimes i'll have like a full outfit on but usually it's just a top but anyways it is pink so here this is me showing up festive But back to the gratitude. I'm just thankful for peaceful Sunday mornings. My family that was in town left, and I like having my own space for sure. And I just like feeling peaceful. Like the blue skies are out, and I'm just kind of like feeling cozy. I had a slow morning today, and I just I really enjoy it. And they make me weirdly happy. So, like I said, I wanted to talk about self love, and I really it's very important to me to talk about self love in terms of physically and also internally, like externally and internally, physically and soulfully, and I think like this is honestly another one of those like core foundational life um, lessons and principles once you can fully embody it. That is so freaking empowering. And so I'm really just excited to bring you guys this episode today and just dive into all things kind of self-love. So I'm going to be talking about, like I said, how, you know, just self-love physically and also soulfully and what kind of helped me develop my own self-love and things like that. So first I wanted to give you a little bit of backstory on kind of my self-love journey and I guess that's like never really been like a term that's been coined like self-love journey but I feel like that's so like valid and apparent and true and valid like we all kind of have one. So I think and I actually love that as well because I think people want like I don't know I feel like sometimes people talk about self-love as if it's like this level to attain and like that's that and you achieve it and you have it and you're set but I think it's just like a fitness journey you know there's a self-love journey like it's not going to be linear there's going to be ups and downs we're all on our own self-love journey that's going to take some time to develop for some people longer for others shorter for others um, all just based on our own soul's journey in life right and I think that I think self-love is a very important lesson that's put on a lot of our past. Paths to learn. And like I said, I feel like it's kind of like a mini venture, a mini journey to make up our overall soul's journey while we're here on earth. So I grew up pretty like inherently comfortable with myself I would say like I just was young and I didn't think into things and I didn't have any like I didn't have anything about me that was like out of the norm if that makes sense in terms of looks or anything like that like I wasn't picked on I wasn't bullied for anything like there wasn't anything that really would have sparked any insecurity really for me to like look into myself in that way I just was kind of pretty just inherently comfortable I don't want to say like confident because I wasn't like oh I'm so much better like I just was kind of not even that confidence, that's more so cockiness, but I just mean like I never thought that, oh, like I'm attractive. I just didn't even really think about it. Like I just was comfortable with myself. Does that make sense? And so um, and I still remember like when things were very like innocent for me in that day and I still like very clearly remember like two of my friends at the time were saying how they one of their biggest insecurities was like were their arms and I was like I genuinely remember vividly thinking like I didn't even know like that was something that people could be insecure about because like I know that like I don't know to me at that point I was like I understand people would be insecure because like at that point I was kind of starting to develop like people in high school were starting to have boobs get hips have butts and like I was always just a very athletic like kind of rail and just straight up and down so I was like I kind of only thought people were insecure about their chest or like their butt or their legs like or their stomach like I didn't know I didn't even know that was a thing then like kind of as I got older and got into high school more and more like obviously it kind of started to creep up on me like simply just because of like comparison and like I could hear conversations that were going on in high school of like how other girls looked and all that sort of stuff and that's when like boys obviously come went to the pitcher in the whole nine yards. Then I got cheated on. As you guys know, that sparked a lot of insecurity, physical insecurity for the way that I looked. And then that's kind of when I turned to weight training into fitness to purely change the way that I looked to hopefully get to a more confident place. And I felt like if I attained a certain body, then I would feel worthy and feel like I'm lovable and enough and all that sort of classic story. And so then I like really was into fitness, super, super strict on it. Because again, it kind of almost was like my coping mechanism as well, with being cheated on and like all that pain that I accumulated from that relationship I kind of poured it into you know I kind of turned my emotional pain into physical pain and this was trying to use it for fuel to like get better but it kind of turned in almost to this unhealthy constant search for more to become better to become someone that's worthy like I said so it kind of was like this endless rat race of me just kind of trying to constantly find confidence and self-love and self-respect and self-worth and like obviously okay surprise you don't ever find it in those external things Or searching for internal fulfillment in external places which never is a recipe for anything productive and so around like the two and two and two and a half year mark after me getting into fitness I was the most unconfident I'd ever been in my life. entire life more like self-conscious than I had been when I first got cheated on more like less confident than I was during that whole spiel in high school when I was like embarrassed by being cheated on all that sort of stuff like I was at an all-time low and the thing is is I felt insecure about the way that I looked physically but I also felt so disconnected from who I was soulfully internally like my being like who my character just like who I was not that I was acting out of line I just felt so much misalignment like I didn't I just was so unintentional in the fact that like I didn't have any alone time I didn't I didn't know who I was because I didn't spend the time to get to know myself because I was too busy searching in all these external places to try to mold and fit myself into some sort of like external mold or form to then become accepted and I just I didn't feel like myself I didn't even have like an identity because like I said like growing up I kind of always was inherently comfortable with like myself and the way that I looked and whatever and that kind of was my like identity like kind of I've spoken about this um in a previous episode about like not placing your identity outside of yourself and external things but I did at this point like I placed my identity kind of in like I was the fit girl. I was, cause even growing up, like I always was in sports. I was always active. My body was always kind of fit. Like I never, I don't know, struggled with that really because I just was raised in such like a healthy, active manner. And so that was kind of my identity. And when I didn't you know, when I got to a point where I didn't feel confident, where I didn't, where I thought that I could depend on fitness and being active to like give me an outlet and give me a sense of identity and give me like the security blanket, when I felt like it wasn't solving my problems like it used to in the past, I felt like so exposed, stripped of my identity, unsafe, um, kind of like lost hope in a way you know what I mean like kind of like feeling like if you like were constantly depending on a friend who was there for you and then they were gone like or like they like weren't helping you in the way that they used to and you kind of felt like abandoned or like lost like oh shit who do I depend on now that's kind of how I felt like when I felt like my fitness wasn't giving me the confidence and the security blanket like it was in previous years I guess and so that's when I completely discovered the world of just journaling and positive affirmations and like learning to control your headspace and like I learned how much like everything is perspective And it honestly happened because I stumbled across a YouTube video, I believe, kind of about because I also was learning about manifestation here. So I think it was a video kind of about manifestation, spoke about the importance of gratitude to like make yourself more magnetic and raise your frequency. And then I think they were talking about how they were utilizing affirmations to like help raise your frequency, that whole sort of thing, I guess. And that's pretty much what like introduced me to that whole entire space and I'm sharing all this with you because I feel like like I know that I get asked that a lot like people even just recently just the other day literally two days uh, yesterday or two days ago I posted a question box on my Instagram at Lifit and someone was like how are you so confident and I feel like people ask like about self-love how to embody self-love or that I inspire them to embody more self-love and I am I love that that's like um, kind of an emotion that I am able to like admit onto you guys or, um, an inspiration that I'm able to, you know, shift and give off to you guys. But I share that because like, I didn't always used to have, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I wasn't always super confident. I didn't always have self-love. Like I'm telling you, That period from like freshman year of college to like halfway through my sophomore year, all the way through junior year. I really struggled through sophomore, halfway through sophomore year, all the way through junior year. That's when those were the really the hardest years. It was kind of brewing since freshman year of college but I was able to mask it through fitness and like I was just like just keep going just keep going you're gonna find it just keep going you're just not working hard enough you, enough time hasn't passed it's gonna come in the future like you have to keep going you have to keep going and you'll find that self-love and confidence and then that's kind of when I burnt myself out halfway through sophomore year and I was like holy shit I do not like myself and I don't like the person I'm seeing in the mirror physically and internally I don't know who that person is in the mirror and that's when I really struggled all the way through junior year of college that full year of kind of trying to find myself and like truly cultivate self-love so it's kind of one of those classic stories where like you were kind of forced to hit rock bottom that's kind of what I was um, and I wasn't very vocal with it with a lot of people. I remember that I was really lonely that summer as well because a lot of my friends were like doing different things that summer. They had different projects so they like weren't even where I was like we we're in different areas of the country and I just remember like I felt so alone. I felt like genuinely lonely. I felt like I had no friends. I felt like I had no social circle. I felt like you know I was just kind of there like I didn't really have a purpose like I, I just like didn't feel like i had a place with myself or in a community and i just was like really i was off it i was not doing too hot that that whole time period and so like i said then i discovered journaling and practicing gratitude and like trying to control your headspace and essentially which i'll dive into later in the episode that's what really like gave me the hope and like really were the action steps that were able to turn that around for me and i wanted to share the first time that like i truly genuinely felt self-love because it sounds so cheesy but like this like it really was like this truly happened in the least cliche cheesy movie moment way even though it seemed like it like in the moment it was so real so sobering so genuine so authentic And I still remember it to this day. I just was in the shower and I don't really know what I was thinking about, but I was in the shower. I had been doing kind of all that. I was starting to do inner work for the first time of shadow work, healing, self-love journey, um, controlling my headspace, reframing my thoughts, all that sort of stuff. And I could finally feel that were kind of compounding to actual change and progress and I was in the shower and I literally straight up gave myself like a full hug like I just wrapped my arms around like my torso and I just fully gave myself a hug and I remember I kissed my shoulders like I know I'm totally aware this sounds so weird but I this was like a legitimate distinct like turning point where I was like wait I kind of get it now like you there was the first time that I truly felt self-love and I was like you it's possible like this is what it feels like to love yourself and that was kind of the turning point where I was like wait this is working the wheels are turning you know what I mean like things are clicking like I'm getting over that hump and it's crazy because like how I'm saying like I know that seems so weird and like probably maybe maybe like maybe that made some of you guys cringe But it kind of blows my mind, like if you think about it, that it's like genuinely, truly so much more accepted and common to like hate yourself, hate on yourself or dislike yourself than it is to like openly express confidence and self-love and like security in who you are. And that's just kind of crazy when you think about it, like it seems like cocky if you give yourself a compliment or like, don't, I don't know. Like I feel like, and I still struggle with this, like completely open. Like I spend a lot of my time alone, but like when I am with other people, like I find myself shrinking myself to make other people feel comfortable because it's more accepted in a societal norm to like have those self-deprecating jokes or talk down on yourself. Like, and I noticed that I really only do that when I'm with other people, which is so weird. And I want to work on that. And I kind of need to reflect on why I think it's because I don't want to like I, it makes me feel more comfortable because I'm like blending in. I don't feel like I'm kind of making waves by just completely being, you know, like showing up and being like, yes, I'm confident in who I am. I don't need to like tear myself down like you guys are, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like I do it because I know it's like, I, f- I feel like at least it's making the other people c- more comfortable around me and not threatened, which I'm, whoa, I'm having revelation. I wonder if that's like a people pleasing tendency. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to threaten or make waves or like Yeah. Like make them feel threatened. I want to make them feel safe and comfortable. So like I'm kind of shrinking myself to people, please them and like not cause a rift or blow smoke or that whole sort of thing. Maybe that's that. But I don't know. I'm just saying like I feel like it's so much more common to openly dislike yourself like which makes so no sense and I like really want to change that and I feel like it is genuinely changing a lot especially like I don't know I just feel like it's being spoken about more in the social media space and I really love that um and I think like it's one of those things like everyone I think everyone kind of does what I just said that I do like sometimes I'll you know talk down on myself to make the room feel more comfortable and I feel like everyone kind of does that in one way or another where if we just all embodied our self-loved and we all hyped ourselves up for us and like knew and recognized and embodied our worth for the sake of us and our own well-being if we all did that like I feel like no one would feel threatened you know what I mean in the space because we're all doing that we're all raising our frequency and all that good stuff but I also think like a big reason why people don't feel like they can embody self-love it's like because I feel like it goes back to again the ego versus the higher self we don't think we're deserving we don't think we're worth it we're kind of like who are we to think that we deserve love from ourselves all that sort of thing and like this was something I literally just had a conversation with with one of my really freaking good friends just last night like you kind of have to This is when it's like this is what shadow work is right where I kind of touched on this like with your shadow self and stuff versus your higher self like we all have shadow within us which took me a long time to swallow that pill because I wanted to believe that everything was good we're all good human beings are good but like shadow isn't necessarily like this bad this evil part of us shadow is just like our unhealed versions of ourselves selves that need evolvement, that need growth that need nurture that need care to evolve and overcome and like heal in this lifetime and I feel like you know your our self-love for a lot of people is still sitting in the shadows that need healing in order to fully be able to embody and feel our own self-love that we have for ourselves and I'm saying this my point in saying this is because I feel like there's a lot of things in our childhood that is what makes us feel undeserving and unworthy of self-love and i Again, I was saying how I spoke about this with my friend last night. When people say childhood trauma, I feel like people think like, oh, that means that they needed to go through abuse when they were younger. That means they had to come from a terribly broken home. That means that there had to be an awful death growing up. Childhood trauma, that's not what that necessarily means. I just feel like childhood trauma has like such like a heavy baggage with it, but it's not always just like earth-breaking, ground-shattering event. Like sometimes it's just these, these subtle... um, you know, nudges or comments from your parents or from the environment that you grew up in that's making us have these subconscious beliefs and programmings that we are not worthy. And I think recognizing that and accepting that like will kind of open a lot of us up and become more receptive and willing and open and like curious about our childhood and kind of reflecting on that and seeing like what childhood trauma did I suffer from that I never even really was able to identify because I didn't think it was anything significant. Like so for example like something that could make you feel like you don't deserve self-love like for example if you a perfect example is like if you feel like you because there's plenty of families who grow up with a certain image the parents depend on their child to you know convey that image upstand withhold that image for the family and act a certain way when maybe you don't want to act that way and so you felt like you wanted to be a different person than you know they were they were allowing you to be because you need to fit their mold for the family and you feel like you couldn't be yourself that's an example of something that subtly may have made you felt like you aren't worthy of love for who you genuinely are at your core you're only lovable if you fit the certain mold or act a certain way or please other people people for their wants and their desires only then are you lovable that is an example of a form of childhood trauma that have programmed your beliefs of what you deserve and what you're worthy of and how you know how you are able to love yourself and I think that's such that's like a very very common thing for a lot of people is they feel like they can't be themselves because growing up their parents told them to be this certain way to act this certain way to do these certain things to have this certain image to portray the family image and they felt like that's the only way that they would be accepted and therefore loved in the family and then that is something that is what will stay in your mental programming and your subconscious beliefs carry with you through adulthood And that could be a reason why it's so hard for you to feel like you are truly worthy of love just because you're you at your core, without your accomplishments, without looking perfect, without X, Y, Z. Same thing if you grew up with a mom who made you feel like you needed to be a size 2, who made you feel like you're embarrassing if you're a size 10, or if you're eating that cupcake, why are you eating that cupcake? You can't eat that cupcake. I'm sorry if this is like really triggering, but these are just like, I want to help gain awareness and help you guys critically think about your past and I don't say this to now resent your parents or resent your childhood or resent you know certain people who struggle with you like you need to understand people were doing the best they could with the information they had at that time they were acting out of what their own self you know what their own subconscious beliefs were from their childhood programming as well so they were doing the best they could with how they were raised but now it's like up to us to break those generational traumas and break those generational cycles by becoming aware of these things that our parents weren't aware of does this make sense so I think thinking about things like this will I help well I think will help kind of bring some more um tangibility I want to say like objectivity is that a word object like objectify I don't know if that's the word I always kind of make up words to turn into an adjective but like I feel like it will or I don't know anyway moving on <laughs> But I feel like thinking about things in this way, I don't know. For me, it helps when there's kind of a reason for something, when I can backtrack and it makes it more real and tangible instead of just like this free floating thought in my head that's like, this seems so big and scary in my head that's like overwhelming me and consuming me. When I like am able to kind of make it tangible and have it make it become more real and pull it outside of my head and be like oh it's stemming from this because of this and it made me feel this way I feel like it makes me also then be able to have a tangible course of action for a solution as well because we've turned it now into an actual tangible problem I love this I'm going off right now I'm feeling this but you know what I mean so I feel like it's actually like really helpful to do that so like I just feel like a lot of people's lack of self love or feeling like they really struggle to cultivate that self love can oftentimes be traced back to the way they're raised in childhood or how maybe their early relationships treated them, all that sort of stuff that has translated now into subconscious beliefs and programmings about what you believe about yourself and the thing is is like self-love like the, or should I say the lack of like I'm saying like the lack of self-love like hold us back from so many freaking things and that's the thing where it's like why I want to talk about physical self-love and also internal self-love is because Bo- like just both of those things like hold us back from so much because self-love can hold us back from being like lack of self-love can be like oh I'm not going to go to that pool party because I don't want to wear that xyz and have my body be put on blast because I'm not confident or comfortable or I don't love the way that I look or it could be like oh I'm not even going to apply for that job because I'm definitely not worthy of getting it I can't do it all of these things are lack of self-love or holding us back in the sense of like I'm not going to leave this relationship even though this person is treating me like actual dog shit <laughs> but I'm not going to believe leave because I don't think that I deserve anything better or I care about making him happy and him feeling loved or her loved more than I care about making sure that I'm getting loved properly. All of these things are all different ways of how lack of self-love can manifest in different ways in different situations and in different scenarios. So embodying true self-love goes so much past Um, like yes, it makes you feel comfortable and confident and loved in the moment and secure in yourself and so much more stable in terms of your mood and your energy and more like at peace with yourself. But it also is so empowering in the sense that it will help you break these limiting beliefs, staying and staying inside of a box, and will truly help you level up. Like truly embodying genuine self love is such a life hack. And that's the freaking T of this episode. But it's so true. Like we hold ourselves back in so many different scenarios by not embodying true self-love. And it's like when you realize that I always say this, dude, there are so many life factors and obstacles in life that are going to take you out of the game that are going to hold you back. Things that you can't even control that are just going to be put in in your path. Let's like because of that let those things take you out of the game, not your freaking self. Don't shoot yourself in the foot already. Don't already throw in the towel because you don't love yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like we, I feel like I'm just so passionate and adamant about like, you need to, if, any like you out of anyone you need to love yourself you need to believe in yourself you need to be confident in yourself more than anybody because that's what's gonna that is what matters most and that is what's gonna keep you going more than anything else because it's like like I'm saying there's already gonna be challenges outside of yourself that are gonna cause you to struggle that's gonna you know present themselves as challenges and you need to do what you can to fully prep for that to be ready to make sure that like you're not the one that takes you out of the game it's your environment like the same thing if you were training for a basketball game or something I don't know why that came to my head I don't know if you were training for some sort of competition why would you not make sure that you have all the tools in your tool bag making sure you're showing up the best way that you can whether that being with self-belief with a positive headspace with you know belief in yourself but with also with your training right with how how well conditioned you are with the hours you put into practice why would you not make sure you have all your ducks in a row all your eggs in your basket to get ready to show up And then leave it to the actual competition to pose those challenges to you. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's kind of like, why would you show up to the competition without having to practice with being out of shape and already feeling like you're going to fail? You might as well not even be there. Do you know what I mean? It's the same kind of thing with showing up in life with self-love do you know what I mean so I wanted to talk on like tips that helped me like actually truly love my body and then I'm going to talk about things that like helped me love like who I actually am which is like the most important part so the biggest thing with loving my body which also disclaimer I don't always love my body every day I'm just gonna say well actually no let me put it this way I always do truly love myself and I feel very confident about that and I'll t- I would take that with me to the grave but I don't always like the way that I look I should say that <laughs> so self-love also yeah doesn't have Yeah, this is a thing. I'm sorry, I keep getting downloads. I'm kind of sporadic, but I'm just like on a whim today. But it's kind of like you can love something without loving the way that it looks. Same thing with your friend, with your partner, with your family. Just because your sister may not be looking too great that day, like maybe she's not looking A1 are you going to say, sorry, I don't love you anymore? (laughs) Like that sounds ridiculous. Like you can still, that's just a basic principle of life. You can still wholeheartedly, genuinely, unconditionally love something without liking the way that it looks. Our love doesn't change for our loved ones depending on what they look like that day. And I mean that literally, but also like metaphorically as well. And I think that was a really big thing that like once I realized that it really helped me like embody the whole like longevity aspect of self-love because like I said like if I didn't like the way that I looked that day if I felt bloated or fluffy or watery instead of in the past where I'd be like ew and like talk down to myself now I like have so much more grace with myself because I'm like my love for you still has not wavered it has not changed I just may not be vibing with the way that you look today but like I don't not love you anymore you know so of course the biggest thing as with everything in life I feel like any life advice that I feel like I give is always like perspective shifts but it is because every single thing is mindset literally everything it's all mental it's all in your head literally just everything in terms of spirituality and also scientifically like our world is our external reality is a mirror of our internal reality it's just it is what it is it's genuinely like how the brain works if you want a science-backed researched freaking approach to all of this so I think another big thing that really helps me is knowing that like I am not my body and that My body and I are teammates. We're on the same team. Work with your body. Don't work against it. And I feel like, again, that's something that's kind of commonly said. But like until you fully realize it and it clicks, it's like, oh, that makes so much more sense. Because I think when I used to same thing how I said, don't place your identity in external factors. When I would place my identity, my worth, my value, who I am in my body, when I didn't like the way that I looked, since that was tied to my identity, I said, that means I don't like who I am. That means I'm I am ugly. That means like I am fat if I would tell myself that not like my body looks fat or feels fat. I would say I am fat and that is so much more of like a self-deprecating sentence, you know what I mean? It, it, it hits you in a different way. It, it comes for you in a different way. It's more triggering. It feels like more of an attack on yourself. It's just more self deprecating. Like it just, it, it really is when you put it that way. So when I kind of created that space and knowing that like I am not my body, like I, just because I don't look like the way that I look, that doesn't necessarily mean that like I'm less worthy. It's just the phase that my body is going through that day, the shape that my body is choosing to take that day that I need to have grace with that helped me a lot because i feel like i almost used to take it personally that's what i'm trying to say i almost like took it personally if i looked in the mirror and didn't like the way that i looked and it looked like it like was an attack on my who i am my character like i took it personally but when i kind of created that space between myself and my body and i was like this isn't me this isn't my character this isn't my morale this isn't my spirit this is my identity like it's separate from me i didn't take it as personally and it didn't cut me as deep as it used to so that was like a huge thing and like I'm saying, like kind of feeling like we're teammates, like we're working on the same team and all these stuff are metaphors, but it's like also can totally be applied literally. Like when I say we're teammates, if your teammate is performing badly that day, why the hell would you go be like, you fucking suck today? Sorry. That was such a, sorry, sorry. I take it back the F word, but you know what I mean? Why would you ever say that to your teammate? Like positive reinforcement, encouraging each other, that sort of thing, like speaking kindly. It's the same thing that you would to your body. And that's something that I really try to embody and put into practice when I thought of myself as, like my teammate and kind of going with that like kind of almost transitioning this also goes in hand in hand with like what I'm going to talk about how to love who you actually truly are internally like I almost see myself not I almost I do like I really see myself as two different people I don't really know how to explain it but I do like that like voice in your head like to me that's kind of like my friend in my head and then there's also me like my soul and my spirit and I just feel like there's just like I don't and I don't want to say like it's separate to like create separateness like we all are still whole and we're all one but I mean like these are all different components of who we are and I just feel like looking at that in the sense of being like I'm gonna be my own best friend has allowed me to have so much more grace with myself and be kinder to myself because I feel like I'm talking to myself like a would a friend you know what I mean and this was actually I don't know how like actually real this is because I did hear this from a friend I didn't like read this so like this was something someone told me about so I don't know if it's real or how like word for word it is but someone told me that Eckhart Tolle which is the author of two of my freaking favorite books a new earth and the power of now he went through like a very depressive episode kind of before he had this like awakening and enlightenment to like write all these books and he said he got to a point where he said to himself I just can't live with myself any longer and it was in that moment where he like realized he was like whoa if I can't live with myself That means there's him and himself. Like there's kind of two components. And I felt like when I heard that, that like completely echoed and like better explained kind of how I felt when I feel like there's two of me and that's like living within me. You know what I mean? So I feel like that also helps me like seeing myself as my own friend and not like just this personal identity because it's kind of makes me have more grace and empathy and compassion like you would with a literal friend. Something about that um has allowed me to have more grace with myself so I think that's a really big thing to try I would try to like have that mindset with yourself of being like I am my own best friend and to treat yourself as such um and kind of feel like there's two identities for like I don't know for lack of a better term lightly just to help you have more positive and kinder self-talk with yourself and within yourself and all of that good stuff so in terms of like tangible steps like the biggest thing was like affirming to myself and reframing my thoughts so like I would say affirmations like I am beautiful I love my body xyz over and over and over again I would write it in a journal I would say it to myself in the mirror like all these things like I know I feel like I sound like a broken record when I say these same tips but this is simply what has retrained my brain like the concept of neuroplasticity like all of our thoughts are habits that thoughts that like we the constant negative thoughts that we give ourselves or like the negative self-talk those are just habits they're thought patterns that have evolved into habits that we just now think that way without needing to put intention into it it just kind of happens and so the whole point of like retraining our brain and why I think everything is mental and like we have every single thing we need we have all the power within us is because all it all we need to do is take control of our brain and that is what's going to create our new reality so just saying those affirmations to myself of telling myself I'm beautiful telling myself I love myself telling myself I appreciate my body all of those stuffs over and over and over and over and over again helped me to naturally think of those things myself because I was training my brain forming a new thought pattern pattern and therefore a habit to think of those things without really needing to try anymore similarly I would also reframe my thoughts now I actually vividly remember I was listening to the grow or die podcast this was summer of 2020 I want to say where I still would kind of struggle And like I remember I would always every time I would look past a mirror I would look at myself in the mirror give me a freaking head-to-toe assessment pick out what I didn't like kind of be like oh to the stuff that I didn't like and I just like didn't have any grace I wasn't forgiving myself I wasn't accepting I just was like what's going on and I just was very harsh with myself and I remember in one of his podcasts of the girl or die podcast it's by Justin Haley or Mahaley or something like that he's very like an intense bodybuilder I don't listen to it really anymore but in that moment I was like really into it but anyway still was a great podcast I had a lot of good lessons in it but anyways moving on he I remember one of the podcasts he said for every negative thought you have for yourself you need to gain awareness stop that the momentum of that thought and force yourself to tell yourself three positive things or to give yourself three compliments. So honestly, here's a tangible takeaway practice if you would like to try it. Every time you notice that you've you've said something negative, even if it's something so little of like, "Ooh, that was ugly, something so little, it does not matter. And you need to hold yourself to this and have the discipline and be very thorough about this. Any sort of negative self-talk, recognize it, become aware of it, stop yourself in your tracks and forcefully tell yourself three compliments. And even better, say them out loud. Say them to yourself in the mirror or just say them out loud. Say, I am beautiful. I am lovable. I love my my legs today. I don't know. I like my pants. Anything that's confident, that's a compliment. Sorry, excuse me. And those things that's called reframing your thoughts, that's literally reprogramming your thoughts so that again, like I'm saying, it's going to be easier for you to think those things in the future. And it's crazy because like now when I'm thinking about it, like I really very rarely, like I I don't want to say that I never do cuz I do, and I still fully have bad body image days. I'm pretty open about that. I don't think they're really ever going to go away, but they're much more quieter, much more manageable. they don't take over my whole day like they used to like I'm saying they don't they, I don't take them as personally anymore I don't feel as hurt like internally when I feel like I'm having a bad body image, all that stuff. So like the point of these practices to help curate this self-love is not to like have it ever go away. I'm not trying to have like this unattainable end goal because then you're never going to feel like you're making progress. But the point here is to quiet that negative self-talk, minimize those self-deprecating comments and jokes and all that sort of stuff and minimize feeling like your worth and your ability to be loved is tied to the way you look, all those sort of things. So the point is to quiet this voice take the power away from it so it's not so powerful and crowding in your headspace you know what I mean so now in terms of loving yourself for who you are which like I said is the most important part this I feel like is really I almost feel like this is a little bit I kind of want to say more challenging to curate not necessarily for everyone but I just feel like it's like obviously a deeper it runs deeper there's more roots there you got to get a little more thorough you know what I mean to like fully get in there and cultivate this so the thing is that's you know harsh truth but it's the truth there is always going to be someone who is smarter than you prettier than you hotter than you more capable than you just in every way and so it's so important to like be able to turn inward and to be confident and truly the actual person you are for your essence for your aura for your presence for your energetic frequency for your energy field like you need to be confident with like the soul that you are regardless of your accomplishments or even you know with your accomplishments as well for what you have done but just like even ideally aside from all of that stripped away like who just you are like for your soul and for your spirit and I think Say like honestly, I'm gonna tell you the same things. Like this I also learned just through repetition of feeding force feeding myself positive thoughts of affirmations and free, reframing my thoughts and like being just a friend to myself and feeling like if there was a friend who was like, damn, I accomplished XYZ, but it still didn't feel good enough, you would still tell them, like, dude, you have to be proud of yourself. Like you've you know what I mean? Like you've made so much progress in XYZ and all this stuff sort of stuff. Like we are always our worst critics. So I think like seeing yourself as your own best friend helps you to not be your own worst critic because you're it feels like you're talking to a friend instead of talking to yourself if this makes sense and so I think like it really just comes down to you and just like fully unapologetically embodying that confidence a because what else left is there to do like that's my also biggest thing with like not loving yourself and feeling like you never nothing you do is good enough it's kind of like okay cool but like so how long you just gonna keep shooting yourself in the foot and just like you're just gonna keep sulking and like It just doesn't make any sense to me because there literally is no positive benefit to having that mindset. So, like, shit, even if I'm wrong and even if I really haven't accomplished a lot or whatever or X, Y, Z, or even if I don't, I don't know, like, even if that is quote unquote the truth which it's not but even if it is what good is it going to do for you to believe that to sit in that and accept that belief like you literally are just capping your potential cutting yourself off setting yourself like adrift like I just it just doesn't make any sense so like this is also kind of where I believe ignorance is bliss and like you kind of need to reframe your thoughts in whichever way is going to benefit you the most and help inspire and motivate you the most and help to keep you going the most and so I think it's up to you to just fully embody that confidence and like you decide that you are going to feel confident proud of yourself simply because you're saying so and you just have to put in the work to own what you have because like I said at the end of the day what else is there left to do and you also need to be willing to put in the work to become the person you want to be as well and I think that's a huge piece to self-love that I feel like isn't really always talked about and this was a big thing that I realized because I'm going to be honest like I do feel like when I think of m- me loving myself now I feel like a lot of the things that I love about myself is because I've put in the work to develop those characters traits to develop these habits to become this person and I think that a lot of people kind of don't I don't even really know how to say this but like if you're just kind of coasting through life you're unintentional you're not acting on your passions you're not trying to improve the person you are I kind of like not to be harsh but I'm kind of like yeah I kind of understand if you feel like it's difficult to love yourself do you know what I mean like I I don't know it's like I just feel like you also need a a big piece of self-love is putting in the actual work to develop into a person that you do love And not saying that means that you need to be accomplished or whatever, a certain person to deserve self-love, but I'm saying it definitely is easier to cultivate that because also the biggest thing that's very tied closely with self-love is self-respect and trust within yourself. And self-respect, at least for me, is really developed when I hold promises to myself, when I am disciplined, when I am working to become my best self, all of those things, those actions that I put in help me to respect myself. It helps me also trust myself because I do the things that I say that I'm going to do to myself. I keep the promises that I make to myself, whether that's going to the gym, eating healthier, going to the gym earlier, making sure I'm taking care of my mind. All of those things help to develop trust. All of this stuff, when I say like you are the most important love, like the title of this episode, or you are the most most important relationship that you will ever have, all of the—it's called a relationship with yourself for a reason. It's the same thing. Think about if you were to love a partner. Trust is really important with having a healthy, loving relationship, and respect is really important with having a healthy, loving relationship. And so it's the same thing with yourself. I think cultivating those things within yourself, proving those attributes to yourself—that you respect yourself, you love yourself, you trust yourself—all of those, those—you know—putting that into practice is what's going to make it a lot easier for you too to actually develop that love with yourself and kind of similarly because I now I just had a relationship that popped up into my head like I always say this like it takes time to get to know yourself but I think like developing a relationship with yourself like I'm saying helps you to love who you are it's kind of like if you aren't connected to yourself if you don't sit with yourself if you don't spend time or pour into yourself to fill up your cup or to help raise your vibrational frequency to become your best version it's like you don't even know who you are how the hell are you supposed to love yourself same thing with like if you with a stranger if I went if we were walking on the street and I said here go love that person go show that person love you're gonna be like how am I supposed to love him I have no freaking clue who he is it's like the same thing like you kind of need to also really get to know yourself develop yourself spend time with yourself to develop a relationship with yourself to then help yourself be able to love who you are soulfully for your energy for your presence for your spirit all that stuff that I'm saying so I think those are two really big components that aren't honestly spoken about enough in terms of self-love in terms of loving who you actually are it's putting in the work to become someone that you love to then help to cultivate respect and trust within yourself to be able to then help to cultivate love as well. That's very always hand in hand with those other attributes and also taking the time to develop a relationship with yourself. So you get to know yourself. So you're then able to love yourself because you know who you are, you know, the person that you're loving. You know what I mean? And I think also kind of, On the flip side like you also kind of almost I think in order to in terms of like developing I'm saying like you kind of also need to give yourself the love in order to feel love like and so what I mean what do I mean when I say that give yourself love in the sense of give yourself you know self-care take care of your mind and journal give yourself that love of journaling feed yourself nourishing foods take yourself to the gym because you actually love yourself all that stuff is showing love to yourself when you love something you want to take care of it right here we go take care of yourself in those aspects to essentially show love to yourself and then it's kind of like a self a positive feedback loop because then when you're doing those things like I'm saying that's going to develop respect with yourself trust with yourself you're caring for yourself and that's where that's the environment I should say of where love grows and in this case that will be where self love grows so that's my what I mean when you kind of need to give yourself self-love in order to then organically feel self-love on the back end because all that is going to curate just this care and compassion and and trust and respect for yourself and eventually then when you're going to start to feel good about yourself you're going to respect yourself all those things that I'm saying and then kind of that self-love is just going to be innate innate within you and curate itself within yourself with kind of out without needing you to actually kind of intentionally put these thoughts into your head if that makes sense so I feel like that's kind of like a positive feedback loop it's kind of like the quote like love life and life will love you back it's kind of like the same thing like love your body or like love yourself and you will love yourself back like in a way because you're like nurturing yourself do you know what I'm kind of getting at I feel like I'm not doing the best way to explaining that but that's kind of another way to look at it so That, I think, is everything for this episode. I really love this one as well. I feel like I've been saying that for every single episode, but... That was a lot, but I really hope this helped you guys. I'm telling you, self-love is so freaking powerful. It makes you a limitless human being and is so empowering and will open up so many doors for you will make those limiting beliefs and those walls and self-sabotaging behaviors just literally crumble in front of you and just will completely open up your potential and elevate your quality of living literally and figuratively in terms of how you're feeling and all that sort of stuff. So self-love is a beautiful thing. It is the most important thing in life. You are the most important relationship in your life. You truly are. And sounds morbid, but, like, you were born alone. You're going to die alone. Like, you truly are the only person you have in this lifetime forever. And you're the only person. Like, I I feel like people just, like just crap on themselves so easily like you are the only person who knows what it's like to have gone through every single solitary thing that you've gone through in your life you are the only person who has been with you through every single obstacle every single ounce of pain every single happy moment as well but like you're the only one who truly knows how you're feeling what you're thinking like you're the only one who has experienced what you've gone through and it sounds like almost kind of silly like an like you know what I mean like obviously like it's me I'm the only one but I'm saying like once you kind of see yourself in those two sides like you will start to value the relationship that you have with yourself because you're like oh shit it really is only me and I don't mean that in a lonely way I just mean that in an empowering way of like own who you freaking are love yourself that's all you have like why would you not at the end of the day like that is your person who is never gonna leave your side like you you know what I mean and I think also when you fully realize that it takes a lot of anxiety away, fear, fear of abandonment from other people, feeling like you need other people, codependency, and you just will have so much more of an inner peace within yourself because you've been able to cultivate that relationship with yourself and your self-love and knowing that like all I have truly, truly, truly that's guaranteed is me. Everyone else has the privilege and the leverage to be able to walk away or walk out of my life, but I know at the end of the day I will always be here for me. And because of that, like I need to be a good friend to myself. I need to be here for myself mentally, physically, in terms of making sure I'm healthy, physically, mentally, all that sort of stuff. So I'm just really passionate about having a very strong sense of self and being an independent, freaking guy, gal, lovely person, whatever. It's just it's so crucial to me because at the end of the day that's truly 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 all you got so I love you guys so much as always my affirmation for today is very general but I just feel like it was fitting for this whole day of love and just love as a whole I'm just I don't know I just want us to embody more love overall as a whole so the affirmation I have for you guys to step into this week is I live in the frequency of love I live in the frequency of love I love you guys so damn much. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, And I'll see you next week in episode 15. Baby, peace and love.